0: Haley WIC. WIC, what's that stand for? Just out of curiosity.
1: William Insulation
0: Company. Oh well, no kidding, okay. Hey, you know, let's just start off by go ahead and give yourself a little bit of a, a, a plug, a little 30-second minute commercial, if you will. You know, appreciate you coming on to talk um, some energy issues today. And so go ahead and let people know how you guys are assisting the energy companies.
1: You know, so really the moral of the story is we've been around for 41 plus years and uh, anything from uh, locations to refineries, you know, anything in between power plants really spread out uh, from the basic start of obviously inflation is how the company kind of took off. And then they've added a lot of service lines through the years and through the partnerships, figured out what people may need or what their desires are. Along with continually adding ones that may, you know, adapt and change with, you know, the new, the new technology advancements, such as like drones, we partnered with a few companies. I know uh, Kevin Short's been some guy you guys have talked to in the past, and we deal with them quite a bit.
0: Sure, over uh, SP Short, yep, Wyoming. That's right they have that's right they've got a long name and then an acronym name and so i almost got them mixed up there for a second but do do you guys get much confusion you know uh, come out and insulate my house
1: you know uh we we do so i have a lot yeah we do okay they're like oh well, i've got a shed in the backyard we're good buddies you should come insulate it i mean not to say we can't do that but yeah we definitely uh we we see a lot of that uh Gap
0: not being filled, right? Sure, exactly. uh, Well, that's just part of the, the, to me, this is another one of those interesting parts of the oil and gas industry. Nobody really ever talks about, nobody really probably even thinks of, um, and that's the part that blew me away about, you know, I, I got into this industry, what was it, 2011, pretty much. And actually, I don't know if you know this, I got into this industry to investigate against the industry. I had a narrative in my mind that this was going to be like shooting fish in a barrel and I was going to do, you know, my, my media company and this was, I was going to sell, you know, to the big papers and all this stuff. And I'm an entrepreneur and an explorer and a humanitarian. And so it didn't even take me two days to see that, oh no, the oil and gas industries create an opportunity. And I mean, it was just, it was like a complete 180 reversal within two days of me, embedding myself in the energy industry long very long question here um your business is one of those slices that you know that that really shows how diverse the energy industry really is and how uh, m- how big the economic cycle is do you guys ever talk about that just how how vast this industry really is
1: yeah we do and i mean you know it's there's a lot of pieces to the pie right and i mean people don't really think about past you know even if they work in the oil and gas industry let's say you know from a, lack of better terms of roughneck you know they may think okay we drill a hole so be it but there's so much that goes with it and there's so much that comes out of it
0: and there's so many people involved in so many different areas right so let, let me just ask you what is it that you do somebody gives you a call and they say hey you know what we want some insulation here for our for for our project or our job out on you know in the middle of I don't know, the Powder River Basin. Um, what, what do you guys do next?
1: You know, we really try to get uh, all the, the in-depth details. You know, what are you looking for? What What is it actually doing? What What is it that you are insulating? You know, is it, does it meet your needs? Is it a prime example? Like you said, you know, okay, well, I need insulation. Well, I mean, there's a lot that goes with that. You know, figuring out what kind of insulation they need, what kind of weather they see, uh, all the variables that might not be thought of, you know, making sure that, you give the customer what is actually needed to best perform what they're looking for. If it is to make some not freeze or to keep it warm, or you know all the things that insulation would help with.
0: I just think that's absolutely incredible um, that that it's that it's just that finite now of an industry that you can have. I mean, to me, this seems like a niche. I mean, like I said, when I think of insulation, I think of houses. That it's exactly. ama- It's amazing that you know the energy industry can have that much business that you know you guys can operate for 41 years you said yep geez how long have you been doing this
1: Uh, a couple years i have been uh kind of helping these guys through the years and then uh, finally i made the full commitment uh i've done various things from i started out in the drilling services side and then like you talked about i figured out there was such a big world out there different things and i really wanted to get more knowledgeable you know and be more involved not just stay in one portion of the the puzzle, like really start putting all the together to make a, make a full picture. So it expanded quite a lot.
0: Yeah. Talk to me about the expansion of your, your, energy enthusiasm, if you will.
1: You know, when you first think, so I grew up in a family, my dad was a driller, his dad was a driller. So, I mean, obviously right off the gate, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to go be a driller. Well then when you, you know, you spend your life in school and start, you know, realizing there's more things out there, you realize that, you know, you can do other things that helps helps this industry, you know? I mean, even one thing we're getting really involved with is Energy Strong, and I'm sure you've heard a lot of that. I mean, people think, okay, so we're just oil and gas guys. We go out there and we get oil or we get gas, and that's the end of it. But, I mean, there's a lot of things from politics and stuff like that. And the more and more, just like you and the talk show, finding out all the things that are out there and, you know, the issues that may arise. And it's exciting to expand your career and see, oh, well, I didn't know that. You know I didn't know that was an issue I didn't know this was an issue and how can I help I mean it kind of affects everybody
0: are you starting to get a little more involved on the political side and the advocacy side
1: I really am you you don't it's not something you really think about you know even if if a person were to get a job or in a better choice of words a career you don't really think of that side of it until you start getting more knowledge and realize that you know our voice matters and this is all stuff that affects us day to day and we need to take it pretty seriously.
0: No, this is some serious business going on. Um, This really is. And it's, it's different because it's really too bad. It's become political. This is, this is to me, the very idea that you're making it political, which I do think the energy industries and the, and the renewables and the fossil fuels, they've, they've almost carved them out in a political way. Uh, and then they turn around and say they they're, they don't, but they have. Uh, to me, it's discriminatory. It becomes very discriminatory towards um, people who probably don't have a lot of economic uh, opportunity, or people who are in very economic uh, suppressed areas. Because heat is some heat and shelter and food. Those are the three things we all need. And so when you start messing with people's heat and shelter and food that does become discriminatory against uh, people with, with lesser means and lesser incomes and everything. Um, that was my little soapbox. What would you think of that one there? Boy, I, I should get back into politics. You know, I used to do that stuff for about 15 years. So I, I've, I hit political purgatory about 10 years ago, so I got out of it. And um, it's kind of interesting, some of the stuff that's going on, because really it's hard to talk about this industry without – somebody just getting into into a political discussion do you know what i mean by that
1: i i really do you know and you nailed it it's uh, it's amazing like i said it really wasn't a conversation before i mean back in the day it was really just okay we got a new president either you know the classic joke was is it going to sink us or is it going to expand us you know and now that's changed to people actually getting knowledgeable and wanting to look at it more and have an understanding i don't think us as an industry in the past really put much thought to that until you know they started making major actions and major pushes to like you said be discriminatory or make changes that we really start realizing wow we need to have a better understanding you know it's not even that we didn't have a voice it's that we really didn't try to have a voice for a long time
0: are you going on record or having an opinion or speaking on the uh, rise of environmentalism you're in wyoming uh colorado's had a some major uh, conflict in terms of environmental and fossil fuels bled into wyoming's blm land in fact i just talked to uh, kathleen Segma with the um, western states uh, energy alliance and she's in washington dc right now testifying on trying to get these blm lands loosened up a little bit because of the stringent and and duplicitous uh redundant red tape that's going on um, are you getting into that environmental side of things? That's the other thing about advocacy. Sometimes you just stay away from certain areas and you dive into other areas. You know what I mean? Right. So are are you are you getting into that uh, environment side of things? Being so close to Colorado and following you know the SB and all that other different thing? Uh,
1: I'm just starting to do so. Yes, because I mean. I think the reality is we need to get ahead of it and we don't want to see the same issues arise you know in our neck of the woods uh it's bad because we're a neighboring state you know and we really support them in the sense that that's you know that's some damaging stuff they're trying to do you know and i mean they're they're succeeding with some of it you know and some of it we're able to kind of push back for help but i think it's very critical for people even just to know you know hey this is what's happening in colorado we're next to them it's not unrealistic that we'll see the same issues and see them very soon
0: yeah and they're starting to bleed into other states too i mean oregon tried a similar template um i know that uh, utah's had some blm as long as as well as new mexico some issues with the blm as well so it's the, the the momentum has not been going going oil and gas's way in terms of regulations for a while Uh, What do you make about the public relations side of things with oil and gas? You work in the industry, but you also work, you know, you can step away from it and, and be at a cocktail party because, you know, insulation, people don't think of oil and gas right away. You work for Whiting Petroleum. Well, that's you can't really avoid the fact that you work for an energy company. What, what do you make of the um, perception of oil and gas right now? I'll I'll, clear, I'll even go a step further and give you some context to where we started following the, the change in perception five years ago when we would do a lot of business in Colorado, and I noticed in the breakfast bars in the hotels in the morning, people would look over their shoulder before they said they worked in oil and gas. And then, of course, flash forward to today, and uh, they have the issues they have there. Wyoming, on the other hand, though, I've always really gotten them as an energy state so i've i i don't know what the perception is like in wyoming but just talk to me a little bit about your views on the changes in the status of the oil and gas perception
1: i think luckily and you nailed it luckily for wyoming i think we've never really had that much of a a negative you know uh stance for anybody i think it's kind of it's really our state's you know forte you know oil and gas has kind of been something we've been about for a long time. I mean, it really created the state. It's been involved. I mean, Gillette in itself is an energy capital, you know, for, it used to be major, but I won't claim, you know, that it's the largest, because it's had issues, right? But, I think we're, we're really lucky and blessed, because we have people on our side. Now, it's still really loose in terms of regulation stuff like that right now, but there's only one way it can go, right? And we gotta, you know, ensure that hopefully it doesn't do that, and I mean, obviously, keep everything in mind that and the environmental part of it is very important. I mean, everything's important, but it's got to be realistic, and it's got to it's benefit us not only as a state but as the United States and, you know, globally in that sense.
0: How's your guys' business, business doing out there?
1: It's doing really good. It's growing like wildfire. I mean, you've probably heard the Powder River Basin. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not the whole joke of it's going to be the next North Dakota. I mean, we'll
0: probably never see something grow and expand like that. That was, such got, a rare, a that was such a rare time, and the thing about North Dakota is I, I don't know a lot of the other laws of the land and that sort of thing, but kind of the general gist, which a lot of people didn't talk about during the $100 boom oils and that sort of thing, was in North Dakota, you have to prove that there's oil there, okay? Well, we've got a, a rock library that pretty much has shown every core sample, I think, since 1950. So the energy companies knew the oil was there, but they still had to prove it. So what a lot of energy companies did when there was a $100 oil, they just went out, punched a hole in the ground, proved it, now they got 20 to 25 years to drill. So they went out, they proved, they showed everybody that they needed to show that there was oil there. And now, like I said, 20 to 25 years, it's all a price game now. Now it just depends on the price. And so that's what's going on in the Bakken, and that's why it's gonna be a 20 to 25 year play. What, everything I've read, it sounds like the Powder River is going to have a 20- to 30-year play as well.
1: Exactly. And, I mean, the moral of the story is, Jason, it's either if they're drilling for it and producing it or not. I mean, and just like you said, honestly, they've known where every little bit of oil has been for probably well before my day and age. And there's probably still some that we haven't heard of.
0: Yeah, yeah they, they're always finding more, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're always like, oh, we found this big, you know brand new shale let's say xyz okay that's great well my dad drilled the well there in 89 you know what i mean
0: uh-huh yep yeah i, know what I you wouldn't mean. say it's new <laughs> but you guys are feeling pretty good about the powder river basin and 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 the growth that's happening are you guys experiencing growth beyond wyoming
1: not yet so it hasn't surpassed what we can withstand okay. not to say that it won't but yeah we're definitely we're not in a position yet to where we can't handle it or we can't grow with it um you know not the sense of okay all the hotels are booked or you can't eat at a restaurant or the Walmart shelves they can't stock them up i mean it's definitely
0: not that bad i'll tell you what this year i would say some of the best growth has been no growth at all and and i seriously mean that sometimes some of the best growth you can have is not to get too big because then you start you you have to well you get big and you got to sustain and so sometimes, you know, you going into another year, you're not in the position to sustain, you know, the industry's not in the position. Because at the end of the day, this one of the reasons why we're talking to a lot of different companies like yourself and finding out businesses doing rig counts are down 20% nationally. And a lot of times people have to reshuffle their deck in order to figure out how to get a full house again. And uh, a lot of the uh, innovation and technology sectors are finding some pretty good success. A lot of people are going into the Powder River Basin or finding some new, you know, finding some new shale place to find success. I talked to a guy in Canada; they had to leave the country. <laughs> they had to Which leave. It's crazy to think, right? <laughs> well, that's what I said. He, exactly. He goes. He goes. Oh, I don't think we have any jobs in Canada anymore. He goes. Our company headquarters is here, but all of our jobs are in the United States. So, I mean, yeah, you know, it depends on your business, you know. Well, I mean, I think I can't remember his business, but I think it had to do with big generators, you know, and if nobody's drilling in Canada, he's got to go where the drilling is. So that's kind exactly. of the way. Exactly. You got to follow the work. Totally. So, um, yeah, kind of uh, wrapping up a little bit here. Um, what, what, what do you want people to walk away from this interview and remembering about uh, what, what you guys are doing and what you're doing and et cetera?
1: I think the big thing I'd like to touch on is, you know, always remember uh, we're a supportive industry and Wyoming's supportive of everybody else. And uh, we just want to see every industry prosper. And hopefully, you know, with what we're doing, you know, just even our little piece of the puzzle to make this stuff happen is giving everybody a return. You know, the the end game is really just to, you know, create a better future. And there's just things that have to happen as a whole and every group, you know, for us all to work together to continually move in the right direction.